This is episode 18 of the Content Performance Culture Book Podcast. We're talking about how to handle corrections on the web. I'm Christoph Trapp, the author, and please check out the book on Amazon.com or on AuthenticStorytelling.net. Also, if you want a highly discounted copy and are located in the United States, please use this link for your highly discounted autographed copy paypal.me forward slash ctrap forward slash nine. This offer is only available in the United States and I hope you take advantage of the 50% off book. Enjoy the episode. Let's talk about corrections on the web. It's certainly a topic that we don't want to talk about or don't want to think about at least. We don't want to make mistakes. No writer wants to make mistakes. No content creator wants to make a mistake, especially one that could have been easily avoided. Uh, but mistakes happen. And they even happen in much, much bigger instances than me just mispronouncing a word or having a typo on authenticstorytelling.net. Um, you know, they even happen on planes. I don't know if you saw the Cathay Pacific plane it had a typo on it. Um, the name of the airline was misspelled. So they tweeted a picture, believe it or not, the company lived up to the mistake. We made a mistake. It happens. And basically they just said, this plane has to go back to the shop for another paint shop. So certainly those are mistakes that, you know, have a much bigger impact on, on financials than me spelling something wrong in the last paragraph of my 5,000 word article on my blog or wherever it might be. So something to think about. So what kind of mistakes do we have? Uh, at the end of the day, if we are aware of a mistake, in my opinion, we should fix them. Now I know some people, including, I think it's Contently, their content director or VP or CEO or somebody there, um, they once said, and I think it was Contently, they said, we blog so much, we don't fix mistakes. We don't go back and find them. And so some content people really have a problem when they hear that. And, and I don't think I necessarily 100% agree or 100% disagree with that statement. And basically what's, uh, what, what's interesting about that statement is sometimes we really truly can't fix mistakes. So I'll give you two examples. Uh, if you check out ChristophTrap.com, um, basically, you know, you can see on there, I'm currently in the market to, for, for a role, like a C-suite content role, C-suite digital, uh, chief digital officer, those kind of things. And so I send out uh, my resume to people. And there's all these different places where my resume already is and where people are finding it and they're talking to me. And one of them has an old phone number. And so they tried to call me and they said, uh, it didn't work, of course, because I don't have that phone number anymore. It was actually a Google number that was forward, forwarding. And and then, you know, they emailed, which is fine too, right? Because most of the time when you have a busy schedule, you, who can take phone calls, honestly? Plus, if you don't have the job description in front of you, how, how good is that anyways? But they emailed and they said, we couldn't call you. And I, I was telling my wife about it. And she says, well, you're going to fix the phone number. And I said... I don't even know where it's wrong. I don't even know where they saw my application. I don't even have a resume that I'm currently using that has that number on it. Um, it's not on LinkedIn. It's not on Indeed. I don't even know where they're seeing it. So 
um, I can't fix it, right? And if I, if I find it, I'll fix it. And then the other day, my wife said she saw something I sent. Maybe I think I sent her a text about it and said, this is another uh, revenue stream I'm, I'm, I'm chasing. And she, and she later, so that day, you know, I texted with my wife a couple times and I also uh, maybe emailed a couple times. Um, and then, of course, we talked. You know, that's still a thing too. And she said in passing, um, that something was missing a word. And I said, what's something? And she says, well, the one thing. And I, I couldn't even go back and figure out what the one thing was, right? Because there was so much going on. I mean, even today, as this is being recorded, um, I had phone calls this morning. I finished a blog post. I did some editing. I did some other outreach. I ran some other campaigns. Um, I, you know, I got to pick up the kids soon. Then I have another phone call. Then I gotta go run do something else. Like you can't actually find all the things you send out um, without having details. So they do have a point that sometimes it can take a tremendous amount of time to even find what people are talking about and and how do you find it, right? Because they have to send you the link. So my recommendation is if you want employees to fix mistakes, send them the link and say this is what's wrong. Don't make them guess. Don't make them look. Don't waste the time. Time is money at the end of the day. So anyway, there's different types of mistakes out there that we see on the web. Minor mistakes, um, factual mistakes, and then also mistakes that happen on purpose. And I really hope nobody does the ones on purpose. Of course, when somebody um, makes mistake on purpose, we might call that fake news or you know um, fiction. Uh, we really have to make sure those people are no longer telling our corporate story or telling our um, our publishing houses story. So that's really important. Uh, that's probably the most um, the, the most difficult one. When those happen, I highly would recommend. We'll talk about all the different ways on on how to fix them here, um, address it. Um, but that's one way. Um, the factual ones, you know, something was said, it's incorrect, and it's proven to be incorrect. So if you're sharing your knowledge as an expert, certainly some things are open for interpretation, especially in digital marketing. So if you work with a digital marketing um, expert or consultant or whatever, and they tell you that they have the definite answer to anything, I am very, very confident that I can say that that is hardly ever the case. There's very few definite answers to everything. There is a gazillion different ways to um, to do things, to get there, to reach the goal. Plus, you know, do you even know what the company's goal is? If you don't know what the goal is, um, how do you know what the best strategy is? I mean, I've been going to the gym, I lift, you know, and I've been bulking up, but I'm trying to lose weight. That's my goal. I'm doing the wrong strategy, right? That's not the definite answer either. So whenever you have people talking like that, uh, that is very hard anymore to actually um, strat uh, implement because uh, things change, so your strategy will probably change as you're moving forward. Um, then we have minor mistakes. I mean, on paper, the mistake, the typo on the airplane would be indeed a minor mistake. On an airplane, it's a little bit more of a major mistake because somebody has to fix it and it costs money. But on the web, um, minor mistakes, you know, here's your options of really what you can do. Fix them. Just fix them. You see a typo, fix it. Um, if you have to spend three hours to find 
the place where there is a typo. If somebody didn't tell you and they put you on a wild goose chase, at some point, maybe give up. Um, you know, especially sometimes people say, oh, I think, I think this one word in this one article I read two days ago is incorrect. How, how are you going to find that? You can't even search for the typo. You can't even search for the topic. Um, I think the article may have been about what, something. It's just not enough. It doesn't work. So fix it uh, without any acknowledgement. That's sometimes okay if you had a typo. Um, you know, those kind of things. Another thing is ignore it. We talked about that already. Some companies have that as a strategy. Um, if you, you know, if it's right in front of you, why not fix it, honestly? Um, but some companies really ignore mistakes. And I'll give you an example. I guess I do have an example for myself. As I've been editing culture performance, um, content performance cultures, the new book here that you're currently listening to on the content performance culture book podcast, and of course, it's also being broadcast on the business storytelling podcast, they, you know, I'm using blog posts as a base. And when I change things, and sometimes I do find typos, and sometimes I do find things that I probably could have worded differently, I am not going back to the blog post and fixing it and updating it. There's some chapters I'm cutting like half of the blog post, or I'm uh, adding, you know, a bunch of things. So it's not always as simple as saying um, it's exactly the same. I'm not going back. Whatever is online is online, unless I find something truly outrageous. Um, so I guess to an extent, I am ignoring that content. Um, acknowledge it. So I do like what the Washington Post does when they post a tweet on social media about making a mistake they just say the previous tweet has been deleted here's the correct because whatever here's the correct information uh you know back in the print days uh, 20 years ago i guess now almost when i was a print journalist you know the, the corrections were on page two at the bottom where hardly anybody looked and it would say something like um uh, christoph trap is uh actually something and his affiliation was misstated in an article. So it doesn't even acknowledge what was the mistake, how it happened, why it happened, what it means, you know, and you don't even know what story it was. Who knows if you read the story? So it is important to have the story, the correction with the story. Don't have it somewhere else, you know, have it right there with that content in the same thread if it's on Twitter, for example. Uh, but acknowledge it and then correct it. And, you know, back in the print days, we said a uh, due to a reporter error, due to a source error, uh, those kind of, uh, it is finger pointing to an extent. And I, I don't see a big reason to have that in there, honestly. Uh, sometimes the context might help, you know, if, if, if it's important to know, but why, why do I need to know? So, um, Every once in a while, you, we may have to write a new article. So what comes to mind here is, you know, if you have people who are making up stuff, uh, at some point you may have to explain how that happened. Or if you have a very controversial topic, sometimes they're not true mistakes. Um, they're more judgment, um, you know, lapse in judgment, or um, maybe people didn't um, estimate how much pushback there would be from the public, those kind of things. So uh, you might need an article to explain why something happened. Now, just make sure that article is also linked very prominently with the, the article that it's actually referring to because otherwise, you know, people can't find it. 
And that's really the biggest um, advice that I have. When you make minor mistakes, just fix them when you see them. Uh, it is okay to publish um, and then update. Uh, most everybody does that, I mean, seriously. And especially when they publish a lot, that is not uncommon. And then the next thing is, you know, if you make a real mistake, um, you got a fact wrong or you misstated something or it could have been worded better, just live up to it and correct it right there in that area and hopefully people see it. I know we can never guarantee that everybody sees every correction that's being published, um, but if it's all put together, all together in one area, that at least could make it simpler. So something to think about here is to not making very many mistakes out there, but if you make them, this would be my recommendation. Until next time, for the Content Performance Culture book podcast, the next episode is actually how to keep up with content, what tools are out there. So if you're listening to this over on the Business Storytelling Podcast, make sure you also subscribe to the Content Performance Culture podcast to listen to that content next. I'm Christoph Trapp the author of Content Performance Cultures. Until next time.